following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Okay. Just for the record, we got a sun in Phoenix, too. 52. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date with everything Phoenix Suns. I am your host for today, and really just co-host in general, David McGraw. Alongside me is Mitch Krumpetich, the ever-so-dabbing, and this week we are dabbing in remembrance of Chuck because he had a sore throat or something. So extra dabs for him. How's it going, Mitch? extra dabs indeed i'm feeling good my throat feels fine and actually i want to take this opportunity to mention something something that i think does not get said enough think about all the times that you're not sick and really enjoy them when i hear other people say that they're sick i always think i'm so glad i'm not sick because i know i take it for granted and i i think i'm just enjoying not being sick so the next time i am sick I can think back to those good times. Next level sick tanking. Very good job. (laughs) No, I don't need any more tanking in my life. (laughs) All right. So as I said, co-host Mitch has our topics today. We're going to kind of go over that stuff. I'm just introing and outroing. So what's up, Mitch? So we've got some interesting stuff. We are going to talk about the suns, unfortunately. It's, uh, it's been tough lately, so bear with us, please. But we have some exciting news. Well, as exciting as it gets here in Phoenix with our coaching search. So we'll talk about that. Um, we will talk about the games a little bit. There are a few things to say, believe it or not. Um, then the tournament. We have to talk about the college basketball tournament. I mean, this thing is just wild. And after that, we've got a little surprise in store. Um, We'll we'll uh we'll get there when we get there, so stick with us. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And then we'll have our oh so famous in air quotes non sports plugs. The air quotes <laughs> means it's legit. <laughs> um so we will start though with this Suns news. Uh the Suns have officially started their coaching search. Head coach. That's going to include Jay Triano. He will be interviewed, which I think is a good thing. Should he get the job? Uh, probably not, but we got to at least interview him. But I found an article that The Ringer did, and it's called Here Comes the Suns Coaching Search. Okay, great Beatles reference first off. Um, but I just want to go through. They, they broke down some coaching candidates into three categories. And David and I have talked about these people, but not these categories. So I know the categories. I'm going to say them, and we're going to see how David reacts to the way they put these people in categories. So our three categories are safe bets, interesting choices, and long shots. So I guess I'll just go in order here. With our first safe bet, we have Mark Jackson. Our other safe bet is Jeff Van Gundy. 
So what are your thoughts on those two and the fact that the ringer calls them safe bets? So is the ringer sponsored by ESPN now? I thought like, <laughs> I, I know that like Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons have been able to collaborate no, more, but I didn't know that means that like they should just throw out everyone that works at ESPN as a safe bet as a coach. Look, Jeff Van, Con- Van Gundy, he had some good years and stuff and everything. And Mark Jackson is respected, I guess. Uh, I, I do not like Mark Jackson as a coach. Uh, he is a good defensive coach and is a good preacher. No. Yeah, I mean, yes, he is. But by, And by that, I mean, like, he's a very religious man. He's very much uses some of that to bring team togetherness is what I mean by that. I know it sounded kind of weird how I said it. But uh, offensively, system-wise, he is terrible. And the only reason his Warriors teams were good at all were the fact that he had Steph Curry, like, healthy. Steph Curry healthy. They couldn't do anything. They were they played some really ugly basketball besides heroics by Steph. And the the jump from absolutely no offensive system to just a set offensive system with Steve Kerr is was such a huge craziness that all of a sudden they won a championship. Like, oh, you just needed any bare bones offensive system for that team, and they were fine. Like, okay, that makes sense. I do not like that idea and Honestly, at this point, it almost seems with Jeff Van Gundy, he's he is a color guy, a color commentator guy on TV. He is gonna call games, and that's just where he's at now for the for basketball. Like, you know, he had his chances to coach, and like his his time's over. That's where I feel like with him. I feel like those are more out there bets than safe bets to who could actually like. Come on. Come on, Ringer. Yeah, so I'm with you on these. Um, I don't have a lot to say about Jeff Van Gundy. He had his time. I agree with you. I, I'm i not sold on that as a safe bet one bit. But Mark Jackson, I want to comment more on Mark Jackson. So the two main sources that I get my basketball information from are Zach Lowe and The Starters. They both have great podcasts. Well, I guess The Starters is a TV show, but I listen to it as a podcast. But whatever. So both of these sources say the same thing about Mark Jackson, and I know this shapes what I think of him. People talk about, they, they bring this argument up when people say coaching has no impact in the NBA. Uh, the, the Cavs would be good without a coach because LeBron does it anyway. The argument they make for coaching, the example they always give, is Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr. And they say, if that if coaching didn't matter, then those Mark Jackson Warriors would have been just as good as they were with Steve Kerr, and they weren't. We saw that. They got so much better when Steve Kerr was the coach, so it goes to show the difference that coaching makes, and it tells you a bit about Mark Jackson as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm not really sold on either of those people. That being said, they both would probably be better than what we have right now. <laughs> <laughs> With as much as we need an offensive system, I definitely disagree on the Mac- Mark Jackson being better than what we have now. But uh, I-, I almost Maybe. said, like, yeah. Mark, like, that dude that does those 
uh, like Chevy commercials, like the joke ones online, the mock. <laughs> mock, um, yeah. Zebra <laughs> Corner on YouTube. Check him out. He's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I don't watch Zach Lowe or the starters or listen to Zach Lowe or the starters that much. Uh, starters every once in a while. But uh, it's good to know that uh, they think the same way as I do. And that just means <laughs> even more, hey, you guys, uh, have me on as a guest. I will yeah. say really smart things and agree with you. Hey, oh. Hey yo. <laughs> okay, so let's move to our next section here. Our next category, we have interesting choices. That includes Monty Williams and David Fisdale. Thoughts? How are these interesting choices? How are those the interesting choices? Those should be the obvious choices. Like Fisdale got basically pushed out of Memphis and everyone seems like they want him as their next head coach if they don't feel like their head coach is the head coach of the future. And even some some that have a head coach of the future, in air quotes, like someone like the Lakers, where Luke Walton has done a pretty solid job giving them a defensive team and like building a culture there. People are willing to throw him under the bus to try and get Fizdale. Like Fizdale is a super hot commodity for coaches. That's not that crazy. And Monty Williams kind of got a raw deal in New Orleans. Like he was what. No, you're saying exactly what's written in this article. Like it says exactly, nearly his entire tenure with the Pelicans was a raw deal. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you didn't read this article. Like I I, promise, I didn't. I didn't read this article. That that hurts. Uh, I'll just finish. Yeah, Monty Williams had a raw deal. He took the Pelicans to the playoffs. Then they fired him and hired Alvin Gentry. And what has Alvin Gentry done with the Pelicans? Nothing. Like, Monty Williams had no, like, roster besides injured Tyreek Evans and Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis for 60 games a year. Like, that's what Monty Williams had. How did he, like, he got a raw deal. He was a great assistant in Oklahoma for, like, half a season with Billy Donovan. Then had some tragedy happen there. And now he's a front office guy with the Spurs. Like, I think if that guy wants to coach, everyone should be, like, looking into him because the dude's not a bad coach. That being said, I don't think it's that crazy of a thing to say that he might just want to have an off front office job with someone like this with the Spurs and just call it a career there because he's done a really good job. That being said, yeah, I'll, I would take Monty Williams almost in a heartbeat over definitely Stan Van Gundy or not Stan, Jeff Van Gundy. Well, Stan too. Stan too. Either of the Van Gundys, get them out of, keep them away from Phoenix or Mark Jackson. Yeah. Okay. So. I want to talk about Monty Williams. I think the only reason they categorized him as an interesting choice is because of what you said and what this article said. So I'll read what it says here. Williams, who is now in the Spurs front office, didn't have the smoothest start to his head coaching career, but he was respected for his ability to develop and connect with young talent. Okay, so I think the whole reason they say it's an interesting choice is because of his front office position, and it's like... Why would he leave that? Like, the Spurs front office position is a pretty good spot to be in. So, I think that's the only reason that that's categorized there. But I would be thrilled with Monty Williams. And then Fisdale. um, There is some pretty good reasoning for why this is an interesting choice, and I hadn't really thought about this. He was only head coach in Memphis for 101 regular season games. It seems like it was longer, but that, that was it. And he had lots of, like, weird roster issues, like Chandler Parsons. That's one of the weirdest stories in the NBA. 
Chandler Parsons. What an odd career. Um, and then the Mark Gasol situation where he was so unhappy and still is. I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, and then I think it would be an interesting choice as well because of like the grit and grind that was like the the whole thing in Memphis and that doesn't on the surface level does not seem to fit with Phoenix. So I think that's why it's an interesting choice. That's why they categorized it that way. So Fizdale, if you like watch Memphis during his 100 or so games, he actually was like trying to almost take Memphis away from that grit and grind. He was the only coach that kind of had, it's not just foresight, but like, had the idea to sit Zebo and Tony Allen and bring in guys to help space the floor and make yeah, the offense actually, more modern. I, I should read this. I read this wrong. Fisdale set up Mike Conley to flourish by introducing pace and space to grit and grind. Yeah. So, yeah, just like you said, they, they did include that. I don't want to uh, misquote this article. Yeah, so, like, and, and I get, like, that he probably has thought of his grit and grind and stuff, but he was trying to bring a bunch of – um, like he was trying to bring a modern offense to Memphis and Mike Conley looked pretty solid when he wasn't hurt. Like, I, I don't think you can blame that on that. And you can't blame much of Memphis on him. That entire situation is just continually weird. You're basically hiring him for what he was as an assistant in Miami and his upside. Like that's why you would hire Fisdale. Yeah. So I would be okay with either of those guys. We'll see. We'll see. Then we've got our long shots section, which includes Steve Nash and Becky Hammond. So without any other information, what do you think of those two? I guess long shot because, like, if you're really going to try and bet on something, like, that is technically a long shot. But uh, Becky Hammond just recently got offered a position at a call uh, for male college basketball program and she declined it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, there's no way that she's going to get offered an NBA head coaching job this, like this early on in her career. She's going to need to be an assistant for at least a few more years before she starts getting heavy consideration for head coaching jobs. Like that's just what it's going to be. And she's going to need to be, a great assistant for that to happen like it look at how long it took Fizdale to get an opportunity to like head coach like Becky Hammond has been an assistant for three years right? four 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 now. yeah like it, it's gonna take her a bit of time and like I feel like for two of those years she wasn't even like that high up of an assistant wasn't she like a really low rung assistant for like two or so years she was their d-league head coach for part of that time i believe okay i think she started in their d-league system and then worked okay. her way up yeah it, i think that's right which i mean you can't take that for consideration because earl watson was the d-league head coach of the austin spurs so right like um I mean, like, Becky Hammond will eventually probably be a coach, but I don't think that's now. She will get an opportunity just because she's in San Antonio. Um, the Steve Nash pick, I get that people want Steve Nash to coach, but he, I, I mean, like, I, I think there's enough stuff that has kind of been shown without being said 
for Steve Nash where like him coming back to the Valley is not going to happen. And a couple of those things are like for, okay. So yes, he does have a job right now with the Warriors. He is a like shooting coach. He's a, hold on. I've got the, uh, he is in his second season as a player development consultant. Yeah, he is a shooting consultant. My bad. Not even a <laughs> shooting coach. He doesn't even get that. So, you know, being a consultant, it's such a hard, stressful job that you just can't leave the Bay Area ever, you know, because you're consulting on uh, Steph Curry's lunch with Aisha or whatever. <laughs> um, he didn't show up to the Ring of Honor ceremony for Al McCoy, where literally everyone else was there except for i think i think the only people like the only people that weren't there were walter davis because he was sick um like obviously connie hawkins was sick at that point yeah and steve nash who sent a video and i possibly dan marley too but i don't know i I think that's and that's who it was Nash also had an opportunity this season at the 2000s yeah. decade. And that, night. that was going to be my second point. Right. Yeah. Amari was there. Marion was there. Like the big names were there, but not Nash. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's enough stuff. Like your schedule is not so busy that you like couldn't come back. Like the only time he's been back in the Valley has been for his ring of honor ceremony. And like, there's been plenty of times where like normal people would be coming in like, Charles Barkley showed up to 90s night for the Suns, and he played here for three years. And, like, yes, he is a Phoenix legend, and he, like, all that stuff, but, like, just because you are a big name and all this other stuff doesn't mean that you don't still show up to these things. And, like, Steve Nash isn't a bigger name than Charles Barkley. Possibly in some Sun circles, yes, but, like, it's just, he's just not, like... So, like, I just don't see that happening only, only specifically for those reasons. N- just Nash isn't coming back to the Valley. Right. Okay, so I'll start with Nash here. When I see player development consultant, what that tells me is it's not at all a full-time kind of thing. He doesn't want to be – he doesn't want this whole thing to be his life. He's got kids. He's got so many other things to worry about. He just recently had another son. So, like, that was the whole reason he went to L.A. after his time in Phoenix, too, was to be be able to be close to his kids who are still going to school in Phoenix. Like, his his kids and his family are a big deal to him. And I it just seems like this is not the right time for him to be a head coach. Um, this article brought up something interesting, though. It says... Um, Nash is in his second season as a player development consultant with Golden State. Shortly before he started, the Suns reportedly reached out to him for the head coaching spot that eventually went to Walton. Or, to Walton, oh my gosh. To Watson. Getting all these W names (laughs) mixed up. So, we reached out to Steve Nash before Earl Watson. Nash wasn't ready at that time, according to an ESPN report. Report, but maybe his experience sense and the ring he nabbed would change things. I don't think it would change things. So no, doesn't seem like he's ready. As far as Becky Hammond goes, Becky Hammond is a genius. She knows what she's doing, 
And she seems to really enjoy that San Antonio coaching position that she has right now. She was offered the spot at her alma mater, Colorado State, to be their head coach, and she turned that down. So that says a lot. You know, people are very tied to their alma maters. Like, there's a lot of pride there. So by her turning that down and, you know, it could be just wanting to stay in the NBA in general, but staying with the Spurs in her current position over a head coaching spot in college, I think that says a lot. Um, she also doesn't have any head coaching experience, but that's never stopped us before. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's a legit reason, but... I think the biggest reason this is a long shot is because she's so content with her her pretty pretty nice spot in San Antonio right now. So if you want to follow previous San Antonio assistant trends, this could make sense, the Becky Hammond thing. I'm just not entirely sure if she's been like around enough or long enough for like it the jump to like happen this quickly, but Guys like uh, Budenholzer, and then kind of a guy that was kind of almost more under Budenholzer, but uh, oh my gosh, the dude that is in New- uh, Brooklyn. I can't remember his name. Anyways, but uh, Brett Brown was a Popovich guy. Like, they kind of go to these teams that are either, are, I mean, like, Philadelphia was like getting like starting rebuilding when Brett Brown went there, he bought into like this whole rebuild plan. Uh, the guy that is in Brooklyn, I can't, uh, Kenny Kenny Atkinson. Oh my gosh. Kenny Atkinson. Oh, like I can't believe I can remember that name. I always think of the Atkins diet whenever I see his name. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Like I should have, anyways, like he is another guy who committed to a team that is in a rebuilding and was in a really bad spot. Like, if you're going to look at some of the assistants that Popovich has had and where they've gone, you can kind of see that they are okay with kind of going to a team where they can build that system and build that culture up. So it kind of makes sense. I just don't think that Becky Hammond is in a spot to be a head coach yet in the NBA. Yeah, she will be someday, though. But She will be. That's our our list. Um, Think about it yourself, and we'll keep you up to date. With everything Phoenix Suns and with this uh, coaching search. <laughs> so let's let's move it on to our games last week. We won't spend too much time. There really isn't a whole lot to talk about. We played the Pistons, the Cavs, and the Magic. Uh, the game against the Pistons, it was bad, okay? It was really bad. Don't watch it. It was, it was like, painful to experience, I'm going to be honest. It was hard. I mean, this tank is really getting to me. I know it's getting to a lot of people. It's getting tough to watch. It's been four years. Like, we need a change. So that's all I'm going to say about that because the more I think about it, the the worse it's going to get. Then we played against the Cavs, which isn't as bad because it's so much more – I mean, every game is an expected loss, but it's the Cavs. It's LeBron. We know that we don't stand a chance. Uh, The only thing I have of note in this game is Marquise Chris had 19 points and 10 rebounds and against the Cavs. So that's pretty cool. Yay, Marquise Chris. Uh, (laughs) 
when he's your like standout player for a game, then you know that this tank is bad. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. Um, if you want to watch, I don't know if Down to Buck made a highlight video of Chris in that game. Maybe watch that. <laughs> um, and then we played the Magic, and it was bad. We did manage to out tank them, which. I guess is technically a good thing, but it was still hard to watch. Like at least this was a close game and we were up for a while. Um, I thought maybe we would win, but we didn't. We, uh, we put out a lineup of, Oh, well we put out like a really weird lineup. It, it was, was like Shaquille Tyler Harrison, Uless, Shaquille yeah. Harrison, Davon Reed, Marquis Chris and Jared Dudley. Yes, that's the lineup we put out, and it was hard to watch, as you can imagine. But that's probably like a middle-of-the-pack G League team, so we had that. Hey, least. now put some respect on Jared <laughs> Dudley's name. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Jared Dudley is <laughs> When Jared Dudley is the Dudley. best player in a lineup that you're putting out, that's pretty bad. Yeah, um. you're in trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we did manage to out-tank them. Um tough watch but if we get the number one pick i guess i'll be grateful for that (laughs) i don't know what else to say nah the mentality sucks i hate it still like yeah i I want i I don't even know who i want in the draft at all like obviously like getting aiden would be great i'm just prepared to not get aiden yeah or Doncic. so it's just like all right who do we go for? Who knows? And this tournament has not helped me at all in deciding oh, I know. any of those I things. Know. It's just all no, confusion. It, and yeah, like, I don't know. Like it sucks. And the Orlando game was cool for a bit. And then it was just like, I they just were like, Oh, Hey, Frank Vogel's a pretty good coach and can be like, Oh, Hey, this is where their defense is just non-existent because our defense is non-existent. And that happened. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not an NBA coach, but I can tell you where our defense is non-existent, and that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's just what it is. I am really glad to see Davon Reed getting some run with yes, Booker out. Yes, Like, that's kind of cool with Booker and TJ out. Like, we're just – we have Josh Jackson at the wing, and that's it. And so seeing Davon Reed get some run is really cool, and I hope that he can get some good experience and then uh, – get some good run in summer league and hopefully Mm -hmm. be fighting for a position as a backup next year. Yeah. And Reed actually had five steals in this game, which was really nice. I think he also, he had five points and five rebounds too. Yeah. His his defense was looking pretty solid. He didn't really hit like, he didn't really hit shots. I think he hit like a three and then two free throws. And so like, like that kind of sucked, but his defense was starting to show up a bit. And if his defense can show up, then he can carve himself out a spot on the team. Yeah, and that's what we were excited about in the first place was his length and his ability to interrupt passing lines and all that. And we saw some of that in this game. So that there is a silver lining there. Um, but you did mention the NCAA tournament and how how much they're really putting the madness in March Madness this year. What a tournament. I mean, this has just been wild. I've been loving it. Um, Minus a certain game. Um, 
I guess I'll just do the update here. Gonzaga did lose to Florida State in the Sweet 16. I mean, we lost by 15. I think the final score was 75 to 60. Um, Games like that, I think, are easier in the short term, but harder in the long term. It's not like it was this heartbreaking loss on a buzzer beater or anything. Florida State was a good team. They were really long. Uh a lot of height, a lot of size on that team, and we just couldn't do anything about it. Killian Tilly was out, which is tough because he was someone that had possibly had the opportunity to uh, declare for the draft this year, but he didn't have any good tournament games this year. He had a great conference tournament and then just did nothing in the NCAA tournament. So it'll be interesting to see if he declares or not, but at this point, I don't know if it's the smartest thing for him to do. And then Rui Hachimura, he did play pretty well. He played really bad in the first tournament game for Gonzaga and then played really well in the last two. So we'll see about him as well, but it still looks like there's a few things that he could fix in another year in college. So we'll see about those two. Um, Otherwise, it was a great season for the Zags. They definitely uh, outplayed their expectations four straight sweet 16s i can't complain about that but let's talk about who's still in loyola chicago holy cow i am loving this story they're an 11 seed i i didn't know hardly anything about them before this tournament but no they're in one the did. final four yeah no one did sister jean is amazing they're in the final four they're doing great things i'm rooting for them so hard this has just been a wild tournament. Makes it really hard for NBA fans to evaluate anything. But March Madness is, if you like any kind of sports, you've got to love March Madness. Yeah, it's just, they kind of had like uh, like promo kind of thing. I think it was like, I don't know if it was at halftime of the Duke-Kansas game or not, but like, just kind of talking about the like madness of March Madness and how it's like 20 days, but it like, and like for as crazy of an event it is, like only being 20 days is kind of weird. And how like you can have these crazy upsets like USMB or oh my gosh, I almost said USNBC. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> University of Maryland, South Baltimore, Baltimore County, or Baltimore County, Baltimore Go County. Go Retrievers. BC. I knew the BC was somewhere, but, like, how you can have this crazy upset like that, and then they lose before, like, Monday, and, like, all this just craziness, and March Madness just, especially this year, for whatever reason, just feels a little extra crazy, and it's probably because this year of college basketball was so weird. Like, University of Arizona lost three games in, like, the first, like, three weeks of college basketball, and then, like, really turned into a team when, like, conference play happened, and, like... Kansas lost to ASU like super early on in Kansas. I mean, the, like, and ASU's whole season, really. ASU winning all those starting games, out being 12-0. ranked three. Yeah, that was crazy. And then losing like the rest of their games from there on out, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Going like seven and ten to end the season after starting twelve and zero. It was great. Um, like just such a weird like year of college basketball in general. And I feel like besides the couple obvious ones like i know even duke like losing to kansas was like oh man but kansas is a one seed and villanova being a one seed on like one end it's like okay that's kind of what everyone expected and then it's like oh and loyola all right whatever and michigan i mean a lot of people picked michigan because they were really hot going into the tournament but 
still, I mean, there were there were good teams that I thought could have beat Michigan, but it well, just didn't just, happen. It's just what happened. So, yeah, great tournament. If you haven't watched yet, you still got time. So, go watch. We've got the final four coming up next weekend, and the championship game on Monday, April second. So, check those out. Um, now let's uh, let's move into a little special. Thing. We've never done anything like this before, so we're going to try it out. I think it's going to be fun. Um, there's not a lot of Suns news going on lately, so we're going to try this. If you go to Sports Pickle on Twitter, it's a great like parody sports Twitter account. I've been following them for years. Every year for the past, I think, four or five years, they do, during March, they do the bracket of completely random things that aren't related in any way. It's so much fun. So we're going to go through this. If you want to follow along, uh, you can just find it in the media section for Sports Pickle. Um, but we're going to go through this. So um, I, I've sent this to David, but I don't know how how invested in it he's been. I've actually gone through this one time already. But we're going to go through it, and we're going we're gonna to pick our winner of completely random things that aren't related in any way okay so we're gonna start in the nose hair region we've got the one versus 16 matchup so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about these and then we're gonna pick one and let's go through this pretty quick so don't want to think about it too much it's all off the top of my head that's what i'm doing exactly okay so we're gonna start out with the abbreviation szn for season versus the 16 seed webbed toes Season had me for a second because of the SZN. It's almost mm-hmm. like that SZA person that's SZA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, but, uh, you know, web toes, what okay. kind of freak of nature are you? We're starting out with the upset. All right. Next up, we're going to go refried beans versus sneaker heads. Sneaker heads. I hate refried beans. Okay, sneaker heads it is. Then we have Fortnite versus Veterans of Foreign Wars. <laughs> One of my favorite matchups. I forgot about that. Well, I mean, let's go with the obvious. Uh, uh, what takes what the people that hold the true underdog mentality and that go through a whole lot in their life with uh, war and violence, Fortnite. Okay, that's what I thought you were going with that. <laughs> All right, then we have... Curling versus Portland, Maine, not Oregon. Portland, Maine, where true hipsters live. Then we have Feminism versus Tiki Torches, the 6-11 matchup. In the real tournament, 6-11 has been an interesting spot. I'm going with Tiki Torches. All right. Because uh, they're cooler. No comment. Can you spin then, a feminist? No, you can't. You can spin a tiki torch. I, I suppose that's true. All right. Next up, we have another one of my favorite matchups. Tableside Guac versus Tiffany Trump. Oh. I guess Tableside Guac just for the possibility that gets pushed off the table and onto the ground. You don't like Guac? I don't like guac. Oh, I love guacamole. I, I've told you about my weird food things. Oh, yeah. Like, I there's this whole texture thing, and guac's one that's of those right, things. That's right. Okay, fair enough. All right, next up, another one of my favorite matchups. Looming Death versus Cauliflower. 
Looming Death, the story of my life. All right. Then, to wrap up the nose hair region in the first round, we have that actor you've seen in something else before versus being age 26. Being age 26. I, I'm not right. there yet, but I, I assume it's the worst. So I, I've, I've never been 26 either, so we'll find <laughs> out. All right. Moving into the diplomacy region. We have another one of my favorite matchups. We have Love at Fourth Sight versus Arby's. Ooh, what if your Love at Fourth Sight is Arby's? Like, that's something you got to consider, I guess. I'm going. I'm going with Arby's, the underrated fast food. There, there's I, something about getting a, like a medium or like, or they call it a mid. They call it a mid roast beef. It's their medium roast beef sandwich. That stuff's baller with some curly fries. Put boy. some horseradish on there. Their oh, horsey boy. Sauce. Ooh, Their Arby sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. I'm hungry now. All right. <laughs> now we're going to go to Wood versus Women Named Linda. Wow. Uh, <laughs> A woman tough named, one, I know. <laughs> woman named Linda. Shout out to Lindas. All right. Thank you for all the Lindas that listen to our show. Next up, we have Finding the Remote versus Duck Build Platypuses. You know, I can never find the remote, so duck-billed platypus. What even are those uh, things? Satan, that's what. And then we have the Australian accent versus Latissimus dorsi. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> okay. After that, we have Randy Cunnyworth versus Hope. Who is Randy Cunningworth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I said that name right. I have no idea who that I'm is. I'm going with him. He's uh, okay. he's well-deserved of all the praise that he gets. I don't know who he is. I'll have to Google that. Okay. Then we have Blade 2 versus Woodwinds. Hey, give me some <laughs> of them Woodwinds. Okay. Then we have Sanitation Systems versus The Sound Meep. The Sound Meep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm with that one. Sound Meep. Okay. And then wrapping up the, the Diplomacy region, we have Hoodies versus Luxembourg. Give like me Hoodies all day. Like, Hoodies are the MVP. All right, so that wraps up that region. We're going to move into the sleet region here for those following along. We have diners versus tonsils. I love <laughs> diners. Like, real talk, the diner burger is my favorite burger. So we're going diners. It is, it is good. It is good. All right, then we have lint versus literal sex on the beach. Well, I gave up lint for lint, so uh, <laughs> I'm going with literal sex on the beach. I guess it's lint for lint instead of lint for lint. Well, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? The joke stands. Easter. We're coming up. Anyway. <laughs> then we have Pancakes versus Dorothea Dix. Another person who I don't know who that is. It might even be Dorothy, but it ends with EA. So, uh, yeah. I'm slapping Dorothy with a pancake. Give me that pancake. Okay. 
All right, then we have Rock, Paper, Scissors versus A Good Hair Day. When you never know what to do, always rock, paper, scissors. Rochambeau, as they say in, you know, the kids. Uh, right. Rochambeau. All right. Now we have another tough one. Another 6-11. These ones are tough. Sharks versus soup. Ooh, that's tough. So I'm going with sharks only because of the fact that I am more of a chowder fan than a soup fan. Ooh, ooh, a little thicker consistency, huh? Exactly. <laughs> what has this podcast become? <laughs> All right. Now we have brominated flower versus uncanny valley. Brominated flower? Is yeah. that like when your flower just says bro whenever you like your like, Yeah, it, it like out? starts lifting a lot and it tells you about like its gains and its pre-workout. It's full of protein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, let's go with the bro flower. All right. Next up, we have motocross versus a well-regulated militia. Real talk. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. I used to be super into motocross because I used to ride dirt bikes a lot. Okay. So I'm going with that. And then rounding out the slate region, we have narwhals versus meek mill. I mean, I'm going with the imaginary one, so I'm going with meek mill. Just kidding, narwhals. Oh. That was a joke. (laughs) People think narwhals are imaginary. That's a real thing. Yeah, they're real. They're cool, too. All right. Now our final region, the erosion region. We have stuff versus bills, plumbing, and heating. Stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it was Parker and Sons, I would go with that. So I I have to go with stuff. All right. Next up, we have the smell of sawdust versus land luby. (laughs) I don't know what this is. (laughs) They really gave up once they got to this part of the bracket. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A sawdust, I guess. (laughs) Next up, we have Vladimir Putin versus Steam. Versus Steam? Yeah. Uh, Steam all the way, because uh, you can't play Vladimir Putin. (laughs) Then we have the Ohawa Rough Riders versus Bob Cratchit. I'm going with the Rough Riders because DMX, even though that's not the right Rough Riders, but I don't care. (laughs) All right. Our 611 in this in this region, we have hitting someone in the hand with a frying pan versus Pangea. <laughs> Those are almost related, so I feel like this <laughs> is cheating. But uh, she she don't know about Pangea. She don't know about Pangea. <laughs> Good answer. Then we have Brenner, as in breakfast for dinner. Versus rap horns, as in. Bah, 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 bah. Oh my gosh, this is the real one. This yeah, is a real tough one. Tough one. Tough one. This should be the championship matchup. Because <laughs> breakfast for dinner is amazing. But uh, that uh, the rap air horn is the goat. So which one are you going with? I'm going with the rap air horn. All right. Then we have. 
either this is long log flumes or flames. I can't tell from this guy's handwriting. <laughs> Let's say flumes. It's more fun. Log flumes versus the Coast Guard. Um, I mean, what has the Coast Guard ever done? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go with the Coast Guard. Even though log flumes is pretty funny. Yeah. All right. And then rounding out the erosion region, we have calling people jive turkeys versus BOGO 50% off sales. <laughs> <laughs> calling people jive turkeys. All right. We are out oh. of the first round. Oh, my we'll, gosh. We're going to move back to the nose hair region. Where we start out with webbed toes versus sneaker heads. Sneaker heads. I gotta be more off the cuff. Less thinking. Perfect. After that, we have Fortnite versus Portland, Maine. Uh, Fortnite. Then we have Tableside Guac versus Tiki Torches. Tiki Torches. Because I don't like guac, obviously. And we have Looming Death versus Being Age 26. I feel like those are the same thing, so I'll go with Looming Death. <laughs> All right. Into the Diplomacy region, we have Arby's versus Women Named Linda. Arby's. We have Duck-Billed Platypuses versus the Australian Accent. <laughs> Could you imagine a Duck-Billed Platypus with an Australian Accent? Yes, actually. Yeah, so I'm going with the <laughs> Platypus. Then we have Randy Cunnyworth versus woodwinds woodwinds for days and we have the sound meep versus hoodies the sound meep that's such a weird like i don't even know what's going on with that i know it it's what what is that sound besides oh wait isn't that the sound that the never mind i'm just gonna it's it's a muppet thing okay i think i wasn't sure if it was that or the roadrunner oh no that's beep that's beep that's not me oh yeah my bad yeah i'm I'm going with hoodies because I w- hoodies are awesome. All right. Into the sleet region, moving into the sweet 16, we have diners versus literal sex on the beach. Oh, my gosh. This one's, like, actually hard. I'm <laughs> going to go with uh, diners. All right. Because then I'm we vanilla. Have pancakes versus rock, paper, scissors. I'm also going with pancakes because I'm vanilla. <laughs> Then we have sharks versus brominated flower. Bro flower. Bro flower all day. After that, we have motocross versus narwhals. Narwhals. Because, like, if a narwhal and motocross were fighting, like, the narwhal would just spear, like, the wheel yeah. and yep. kick the guy into mm-hmm. a death trap. Yep, I agree. Maybe that's all how right. I should have gone about this, like, fighting <laughs> to the death instead of... Yep. It's not too late. <laughs> All right. For our final region, the erosion region, we have stuff versus the smell of sawdust. Stuff, I guess. Then we have steam versus the Ohawa Rough Riders. Um, I, I still don't know what Ohawa is. So I don't either. <laughs> I, I'll go with them. Okay. Because Rough have- Riders. We then have Pangea versus Rap Horns. Oh my gosh, they work together, Pangea, for days. And after that, we have the Coast Guard versus Calling People Jive Turkeys. 
<laughs> the Jack Kyrgyz <laughs> one makes me laugh every single time, so I'm going with All that right. one. All right. Okay. We're moving into the Elite Eight here. We have Sneakerheads versus Fortnite. The tr- the two... Oh, my gosh. I, I was going to make a joke, and then it just fell apart, so I'm going to go with Sneakerheads. And then we have Tiki Torches versus Looming Death. Uh, tiki Torches cause Looming Death, so Tiki Torches. All right. Then into the Diplomacy region, we have Arby's versus Duck Build Platypuses. Arby's. It's a, it's a big uh, upset, but... Uh, I'm telling you, Arby's underrated. It, Arby's is actually a 16 seed, so pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Woodwinds versus Hoodies. Oh, my gosh. Um, Woodwinds is funnier than Hoodies, I guess, so I'll go with that. Okay. Into the Sleet region, we have Pancakes versus Brominated Flour. Oh, my gosh. Uh, brominated Flour all Wait. day. Do you mess up? You messed up, boy. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It should be diners versus pancakes. Okay, uh, diners because they have pancakes in them. Okay. And then it's brominated flour versus narwhals. Oh, okay, this is a, this is a real matchup here. Yeah, this is a yeah. real matchup. This is a heavyweight. Uh, what about brominated narwhals? don't think it'll work you don't think it'll work this is a two three matchup actually narwhals oh are a two brominated flower three uh oh my gosh uh i'm gonna go with brominated flower because bro only if it was brominated flower instead of bro it, it might be i might <laughs> be saying it wrong bruh okay then we have stuff versus the ohawa rough riders i could be saying that wrong too. i'm going with the rough riders still Oh my gosh. It's Ottawa Rough Riders. Oh. That's not an H. That's two T's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a junior league hockey team. <laughs> I'm imagining. Ottawa. Ottawa Rough Riders. <laughs> I'm imagining it's a bunch of Canadians that got really into DMX. Like, <laughs> so they call themselves the Ottawa Rough Riders. That makes so much more sense than yes, whatever you were saying. It, it does. Well, I'm glad I'm, you, this, I'm glad I picked them so far. I'm yes. so glad I picked them. This handwriting is really small, and it looks like an H, not two T's. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, stuff versus the Ottawa Rough Riders. Uh, I would do a really bad DMX like bark, but I'm not going to. So Rough Riders. All right, and then we have Pangea versus Calling People Jive Turkeys. Oh my gosh, some of these are like actually hard, but I gotta go with Jive Turkeys again because that one's still like the funniest. All right. Okay. In the final four for the nose hair region, we have either Sneakerheads or Tiki Torches. Tiki Torches. All right. They're going to catch the sneaker heads on fire. And then for the final four from the diplomacy region, we have Arby's or Woodwinds? Arby's. In the sleet region, moving on to the final four, we have diners versus brominated flour. Oh my gosh, this one's tough. Uh, my gut says diners, but I feel like brominated flour has this just because the bros. Some brominated flour. 
All right. And then in the erosion region, moving to the final four, we have the Ottawa Rough Riders versus Calling People Jive Turkeys. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. Um, I'll go with the Rough Riders. All right. Okay. Moving on to the championship game. Tiki Torches versus Arby's. Let me set the scene a little bit. Tiki Torch is the 11 seed, the Loyola Chicago of this. Are we in the final four or the championship? This is the the final four. Okay. Okay, We're moving into the championship. Arby's is a 16 seed. This is like if if University of Maryland, Baltimore County went to the final four. Okay. So I'm... I'm pretty sure I'm going with Arby's because uh, now I just really want a roast beef sandwich. That's where I'm at right now. All right. And then our other championship team is between Brominated Flower, the three seed. Okay. Pretty reasonable. And the Ottawa Rough Riders. And they are a four seed. So a little more reasonable in this. So more reasonable matchup than. uh, Yeah. This is more like that uh, Kansas uh, Villanova game compared to yes. Loyola and Michigan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's tough. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bro Flower because that's still the best. All right. So for our winner of the 2018 bracket of completely random things that aren't related in any way, brought to you by Sports Pickle. Well, it's not really brought to you by. They're not paying for it, for it but. <laughs> We Brought to you by nobody. Either Arby's or Brominated Flower. So this is where hearts are broken in the championship. Uh, you know, you can't just write a Cinderella story the entire time. You you want it to, but sometimes they're just flying by the seat of their pants and they can't make it all the way. There's a reason they're a 16 seed. Also, I feel like just picking them because I want a roast beef sandwich more is a terrible reason to pick them. And also, gain flower is the most hilarious thing ever. So, bro flower for days. All right. Brominated flower is your champion. This has been a weird episode, but I had fun. This has I been hope- a weird season of Suns basketball, so we might as well just do dumb things anyways. Yes, exactly. I hope everyone listening enjoyed that as much as I did. It was fun. Um, <laughs> we're going to wrap on, things that up. went on way longer than I thought it was going to. Oh, my gosh. Yep, yep. So let's wrap it up quickly with our non-sports plugs. David's Comic Book Corner, what do you got? All right, so this is almost semi-sports related, only because of who it involves. It involves De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has a YouTube channel because everyone has a YouTube channel. And he plays games on there that he like streams live and then he edits down or whatever. Or not he edits down. Someone else edits down for him. But he is playing... A game called Dragon Ball Fighters. I plugged it once. It's like a fighting game for Dragon Ball Z, but like in the style of like a Street Fighter. So it's like really cool. And so he played it with some dude that I have no idea who it was in the Sacramento Arena, the Sleep Train Arena, I think is what it's called, on the Jumbotron. That's awesome. <laughs> That's like, really cool. Was this playing in a like totally blacked out arena with the Jumbotron on, playing this PlayStation game or Xbox, depending on what you're playing, and like answering questions like every once in a while and just like playing this game. And like the video is like 15 minutes long. Who know? Like, 
is just kind of hilarious, but also fun. So, like, check that out. I don't remember. Like, if you search up De'Aaron Fox Dragon Ball Fighters with a Z, you're going to find it, like, on YouTube. Just check it out. It's really funny, and uh, it's a good time. And also just, that's, like, really awesome. Just being like, oh, yeah, I can go play this game on a giant Jumbotron. Whatever. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, and now for my Metal Minute. Um, keep in mind, you can go to Spotify and search Mitch's Metal Minute, and you can find the playlist of everything I've ever plugged. I actually use this playlist a lot. When I don't know what to listen to, I'll just put it on shuffle. So pretty cool for me. I follow it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out if you're interested, if you ever like the stuff I plug. Uh, this week, I'm going to plug the album Opposite of December by Poison the Well. This came out in 1999. Uh a little bit older than what I usually plug, but it's uh, very influential to modern metalcore and deathcore. These guys had a much more of a hardcore sound, but what they did was so influential, and I like going back and listening to them every once in a while. Um, I've liked Poison the Well for a little bit now, but just have never plugged them. I've gone back to listening to some of the older stuff. Um, my favorite tracks on that album are Artist's Rendering of Me, Nerdy, and not within arm's length. So check out Opposite of December by Poison the Well. And then I also need to plug a product. And keep in mind, we're not being paid for this. I just really like this product. Uh, For anyone who plays guitar, check out iRig Pro and the ToneBridge app. The ToneBridge app is free. You can download it and it's all completely legal and everything. It has, people have created essentially pedals for tones for all kinds of different songs so you can just search welcome to the jungle let's say you want to play that you can find the tone for that exact song you use the irig pro to plug your guitar into your computer and your computer basically becomes an amp for all of these different tones Um, i just recently got my irig pro in the mail and it works really well i highly recommend it it's a ton of fun um Definitely check that out and uh, let me know what songs you're playing. You can find us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Uh, listen on iTunes, rate, um, subscribe, give us a little comment. And uh, that's all we have this week. We'll talk to you next week and go, Suns. <laughs>